Welcome into the Fan Section Podcast. I am your host, Tyson Quiller, for today's episode. You know how Alan and I do on the Fan Section Podcast. Just a couple of good buddies talking college, dropping knowledge from the bleachers to the suites, row 100 to 500. You know we try to explore headlines and sports storylines that matter to you and dive in beyond the national media headlines and just kind of the stories that every show you watch will focus in on. We're going to go a little more in depth and today what we're going to do is we are going to dive into a bit of a front range northern Colorado and southern Wyoming sort of uh, roundup of the college basketball action that has been taking place over the weekend. Colorado State got a Pretty good win over the Air Force Academy down in Colorado Springs, 73-53. to This game was a fun game to watch. Uh, it was tied about 16-15, to I believe, with 5.53 left in the first half. Pretty much a defensive battle up until that point. But at that point, Air Force's defense kind of gave way. Colorado State's defense stood strong and locked in late in the first half. CSU outscored the Air Force Academy 15-2 to to close the first half. And, and they never looked back after that point. Uh, in the game this weekend, David Roddy, 14 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists on 5 of 6 shooting. And his counterpart, Isaiah Stevens at guard, 18 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists on 8 of 10 shooting. If they can have those kind of shooting numbers, they're going to be competitive with any team in the Mountain West and earn themselves a bid to the NCAA tournament. A lot of people don't understand, but Colorado State, man, they got off to a hot start this year, starting off 11-0 and and, and asc- ascending to become ranked in the AP Top 25 for just the first time in, since 2015. The Rams, however, then ran into a bit of a COVID pause. There was a lot of questions. Some scheduling was mixed up. And, and then at the end of that COVID pause, they had kind of a thrown-together uh, game against the reigning Mountain West uh, champion Aztecs of San Diego State. Both Colorado State's opponent and San Diego State's opponent had COVID issues. The conference realigned and rescheduled to be able to have those two teams play each other. Instead, that was a difficult circumstance. The game was at San Diego State. Uh, it was clear that the Rams were outmatched from the tip. However, since that 79-49 loss, which is really not good uh, at San Diego State, CSU has gotten back on a roll. There's no question about that. They have now won four games in a row, including an impressive 77-72 win over Utah State, who was an NCAA tournament team last year. The Rams host Nevada, the Nevada Wolfpack tomorrow at Moby Arena before jumping into a three-game stretch against teams with double-digit wins. UNLV at Wyoming, and then it's capped off the three-game stretch with a revenge game against San Diego State in Moby. Now, Joe Lenardi's most recent bracketology has Colorado State receiving a nine seed in the NCAA tournament. The Rams are currently 27 in the net rankings, but only 39, according to Ken Palm. My personal updated power rankings have the Rams at number 38 in the country. That is, they are comfortable in to the NCAA tournament. Colorado State is one of three teams that Lenardi currently has projected to make the NCAA tournament, the other two being San Diego State and the Boise State Broncos, who just knocked off the Aztecs over the weekend at San Diego State. The Broncos currently lead the Mountain West standings. They seem to be the strongest team in the conference. Colorado State will have a couple matchups with Boise State coming up. Notably, sitting in Lenardi's next four out, though, 
as a legitimate bubble team are the Wyoming Cowboys. They could still make a run at the NCAA tournament without question. After starting the season off 8-0, and the Cowboys ran into the juggernaut that is Arizona on the road, uh, where they lost 94-65, like with Colorado State, a pretty embarrassing loss. Arizona, though, is pretty much unanimously a top three team in the country right now. More unfortunate, though, was the loss two games later in Laramie to the Stanford Cardinal by three. Stanford is really kind of a middling, maybe just above middling Pac-12 team this year. They probably should have gotten the win there. Had they done that, they would probably be forecasted to be into the NCAA tournament. However, since that loss to uh, Stanford, the Cowboys have won back-to-back games against pretty good non-conference opponents, and now they bolster a four-game conference win streak. The Wyoming Cowboys picked up a hard-fought win at home over the weekend, 93-91 to over the New Mexico Lobos. Now, it was a very, very close win, but it, but it did solidify their spot as second in the Mountain West Conference currently. Sophomore phenom Graham Ike has been a revelation, to be honest, as of late, having poured in 20 or more points per game, now four games in a row. He had 29 against the Lobos on Saturday. The Cowboys now have a real second scoring threat to open things up for their team leader, Hunter Maldonado, who also added in 25 points of his own on Saturday. The Cowboys are the second highest scoring team in the Mountain West, and so they certainly don't have any trouble filling it up. But what is concerning a bit is now the defensive efficiency. This has been a team that has played pretty good defense throughout the year, but giving up 91 points to New Mexico... I mean, the Lobos seem to be able to run that high pick and roll at will, and Jamal Mashburn Jr. and Jay Allen Tover were unstoppable against the Cowboys. Wyoming travels to Boise next to play another one of the top teams in the conference tomorrow. That's going to be a real challenge, like I mentioned before. Boise State appears to be the best team in the Mountain West as of right now, coming off of that big win over San Diego State. Certainly, the Cowboys will need to develop some presence under the hoop on defense if they're going to have a chance against Boise State, because Boise State's got the 6'10 senior, uh, averaging almost 10 rebounds a game under the hoop. The Cowboys are number 31 in the net rankings currently, but only 61, according to Ken Palm. My updated power rankings have the Cowboys at number 46 in the country. Ken Palm really seems to kind of have a grievance or a gripe with the Mountain West teams. But they actually have a surprisingly high strength of record and strength of schedule compared to other conferences' counterparts. And at this time two weeks ago, the Colorado Buffaloes, on the other hand, had a chance to really propel their season and a chance of making the NCAA tournament. They had three ranked teams coming up in their next four games, two of which were going to be at the CU Event Center. Well, obviously... They lost the first game against Arizona in pretty embarrassing and humiliating fashion. They did come back to salvage a win over Arizona State, who is woeful this year. Not a very impressive win. And then over the weekend, well, on Thursday, uh, number 16 USC traveled to Boulder and ended up pulling out a tight victory over the Buffs by three. Uh, In the Buffs' loss on Thursday, the defense did play great. But once again, the upperclassmen kind of shrunk down the stretch. USC out-rebounded the Buffaloes by 15 boards. They out-rebounded the Buffs 18-8 just on the offensive glass. The forward for USC, Chavez Goodwin, who had been averaging just 7 rebounds a game coming in, pulled down 18 rebounds in the game. 
more than the 16 that Evan Mobley or that Evan Batty and Jabari Walker combined to collect. The Buffaloes were a better team, in my opinion, especially at home, but they were not tough enough. They didn't fight for the rebounds, and our bigger players kind of shrunk down the stretch. Similarly, on Saturday, the UCLA Bruins, number 9 in the country at the time, rolled into Boulder and pulled off a tight 6-point victory. You know, Colorado, you're going to sense a trend here. Colorado is competitive in all of their games. They just can't find a way to get over the hump. In this game against UCLA, Johnny Juzang went off, and no one could slow him down. Now, to be fair, Eli Parquet didn't play, but the, the on-ball defense was just atrocious from the Buffaloes. Once again, the Buffs got out-rebounded on the offensive glass at home two games in a row. This team is very young and very talented. They've been competitive in every game this year except for the Tennessee game and the Arizona game, which has been the case with pretty much everybody who's played Arizona or Tennessee. They just can't seem to get over the hump, like I said. Jabari Walker played great against the Bruins, and that is noteworthy. But he has to be more consistent. He has ups, he has downs. He was basically non-existent in the game against Arizona, especially in the first half. It really, really hurt the Buffaloes. Looking back now, we could say that the Buffs fought in every game, like I said, but won, basically, the Arizona game. However, they failed every test. The Colorado Buffaloes now sit at 12-6 and on the season, but only 4-4 four and four in conference. To be fair, the chances for this team to make the NCAA tournament are really slipping away right as they now enter a three-game road stand. I think Tad Boyle needs to tighten up the rotation. The Buffaloes are still going nine or ten players deep off of the bench, while we are seeing the better teams in the country trimming down to probably about a seven-man rotation. My suggestion, the starting five should be K.J. Simpson, Eli Parquet, Jabari Walker, Tristan De Silva, and Evan Batty. And the only two guys I would go to off the bench would be Keyshawn Bartholomew and Neat Clifford. I think no more Luke O'Brien, no more Lawson Lovering. Uh, you know, they they play hard. They're good guys, I'm sure. Lovering's too raw. He's not ready. O'Brien, O'Brien needs to have a three-point threat. Otherwise, he's basically wasting minutes and wasting space out there. The bus play at Oregon tomorrow before traveling to Washington to the Washington schools. They must win all three, in my opinion, to stay in the tournament hunt. The Buffs are number 87 in the net rankings right now and number 85, according to Ken Palm. My updated power rankings has the Buffs at number 55 in the country. But keep in mind, only 36 non-conference champions make the tournament. The Buffs may need to win the Pac-12 Conference Tournament to make the NCAA Tournament. So just to recap, the Buffalo is currently sitting at 12 and 6. The Wyoming Cowboys currently sitting at 15 and 2. And the Colorado State Rams currently sitting at 15 and 1. With the next games coming up, tomorrow will be an important day for each of these teams. Nevada is at Colorado State at 7 p.m. Wyoming at Boise State at 7 p.m. That's just a straight up battle for first place in the Mountain West Conference. And then at 8 p.m. on Pac 12 Network, the Colorado Buffaloes are at Oregon. Set your calendars, set your TVs. Tomorrow is going to be a fun day of basketball action. Our plan moving forward, I'm going to be stepping away a little bit as I've got some other um, expectations and plans I have to take care of. Alan is going to be coming out with content on the NFL Draft Prospects. He's going to be coming out with content, obviously keeping his 
finger on the pulse of recruiting and all of the transfer portal activity for college football. We will be getting together before the NCAA tournament to give you our picks and projections, and maybe we can make some money on that deal. So thanks again for tuning in. This has been the Fan Section Podcast, and we're out.